hour of the show here. It is Wolf and Luke on a Friday. Lorenzo Alexander is in for Wolf today. And Zoe, looking at that game last night between the 49ers and the Seahawks, San Francisco has rattled off seven straight wins. They have clinched the division. Here's Kyle Shanahan. To be able to clinch the division and just have a couple days, we can relax a little bit, but um, there's no doubt about it. I mean, this isn't um, our final goal by any means. I'm very proud of our team and what we accomplished throughout the year to get to this. Um, our goal is to get in the tournament, and we accomplished that today, but um, now it's all trying to set that up to be the best situation we can and uh, hopefully get some of our guys back, too, in the process. Talked about this a little bit yesterday when you were in here for the lowdown, uh, but San Francisco, if, if you told me right now i got to pick four teams and somebody else gets the other 28, right, but I get four teams to win the Super Bowl, yeah, they're in the group. It's to oh, me. It's, sure. it's Buffalo, Kansas City, Philadelphia, and them, and whatever order you want to put them. In, yeah. Those are the four teams. No, I can definitely see that uh, for sure. I mean, especially when you see how they've responded to adversity all year with injuries and guys going out, obviously losing their Lance in the in the beginning of the year, and people thought they were over. And then the whole Jimmy G saga in the off season, right? And then he comes in and puts them in a position that they are in now to allow Purdy to now step in as their third backup to step into a, a situation, and he's playing well. Um, and all that with a defense who's been really elite, essentially, all year. And they've had a significant amount of guys miss time, too. And they've still found ways to put themselves in a position to win, specifically in November and December, which is almost the polar opposite of what you have seen from Seattle, right? Came yeah. out hot. And now it's, it's starting to drop off a little bit, right? And that's why, guys, you always hear guys, man. You, yeah, you want to be able to put money in the bank in September and October, but it always comes down to November and December. And that's really where the cream rises to the top. You start separating yourselves because you've really had a time, an opportunity to establish who you are um, as a team, your identity, our culture, our standard. And you really start seeing good teams separate from those that have been pretending all year, right? Um, and and that's what we're starting to see now. Seattle, Seattle's absolutely they're they're kind of doing what the Cardinals did last year. It's more extreme with the Cardinals. Cardinals were seven and zero and ten and two, and then it's it's been what five and fourteen since that point. But for Seattle, they got that win over the Cardinals on November sixth to go to six and three. And they've won one game since then, and that was a month and a half ago. Their next game won't be till Christmas Eve. So you're going to win one game between November 6th and, and Christmas Eve. And it was barely, and it was over the Rams, who are a mess right now. That's That sounds like a team and looks like a team that if they make the playoffs, and they're on the outside looking in right now, right. they're a quick out when they get into the playoffs. Now, who knows? It's football. Anything could happen, certainly. But they've got the Chiefs coming up. They've got the Jets on New Year's Day. I think the Jets are a tough team. Like you know how you get to this point in the season, you look at the schedule, and you're like, oh, that's a tough game. You yeah. just kind of feel it. Jets are a tough team, and then the Seahawks close with the Rams. But there's a good chance the Seahawks miss the playoffs entirely. Yeah, and I, and I think the Jets even become a harder win when you think about you know a physical game with the San Francisco 49ers. Then you play the Kansas City Chiefs, who's probably going to blow you out of the water, right? A little bit. So then morale and the way you're looking at it, confidence level isn't as high. Then you go play a Jets team. It, where, where is that at? That one's in Seattle. At least. Oh, okay. Yeah. Is that all? <laughs> I was yeah, if it's in the New country, York, I was like, "Woo, it's gonna be hard." But um, it makes it even that because maybe you, 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 the the that winning culture, that confidence that you had built up, is even more lost when you play the Jets. Who's a who's a average team in the league? I mean, I don't think they're world beaters, but because good of defense, where you're though. at, right? Good defense, but where you're at. 
um, mentally, I think, makes that game even harder, to your point, is what I'm saying. Yeah, and, and the Jets are, you know, they're kind of hanging around it. And, and, you know, depending who you talk to around the league, the thought with the Jets was, uh, the thought around the Jets was we're going to be really good in 2023. Mm-hmm. But they're still hanging around it this year. So, I mean, that game may very well mean a lot uh, to them as well. On the San Francisco side of things, this is Bart Scott. Uh, I believe this was before the game yesterday, but this is Bart Scott talking about the 49ers quarterback situation next year. I think the, the best place for him to go is to, you know, go back home, full circle, right? Go home. That's a beautiful story. I don't think Tom Brady wants to go. Where is home? San Francisco. Okay, to be clear. I, I, yeah. You don't mean New England. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, mean where he grew yeah, up. Yeah, go back home. I think he goes home, and I think he brings the title for his home team. It'd be a great year. He'll be there. His family is there. His, I mean, his mom and dad is there. So it'll be close. He'll be able to win a game. He, he'll be on a roster that can protect him. He'll be able to just hand the ball off and be carried to a Super Bowl. You know, Tom has done most of the carrying. He needs this Peyton Manning. It was about the team and he just held on to the steering wheel type of Super Bowl. Then he could ride off into the sunset. It's kind of kind of weird because I know a lot of people have that thought. I mean, I even made that joke the other day, but so San Francisco actually has three quarterbacks right now. Yeah. And Tom Brady is the most accomplished football player in the history of the sport. Does he really need to keep going to the best team to get a ring? Like, does Tom Brady need that? I mean, he doesn't need it, but needing and, and wanting it is two different things, right? I mean, he's always wanted to play for the San Francisco 49ers, right? That is, that is when true. The, that's where he grew up. Would he go to Sarah High School? Um, obviously, doing the era of Montana, Rice. That's kind of similar. He's a little older than me, but that's the era that I grew up into being in the Bay Area. Yeah. And it's a very nostalgic feeling anytime that you kind of think about all those players that are on that team. And to have that opportunity uh, to go there and finish your career and potentially win a Super Bowl with that team, I mean, I mean, it's not a hard, it's not a, it's not hard to convince probably him to do that. No, it, it makes sense for Brady. Yeah, yeah, but at this, yeah. So you talking about for them? Well, I'm not even. Look, if you're San Francisco and you don't win the Super Bowl this year, you're not going to turn down Tom Brady if that opportunity is there next year, as long as he's still, you know, a, a relatively decent version of Tom Brady. Right. But it's just funny to me. Like I can't think of another. And there is no other quarterback as accomplished as Tom Brady, but you know, typically those guys, typically those guys end with their original team, or maybe they switch and they play with one other team. He's already gone to another team and won a Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. If he goes to San Francisco next year, it's going to be like, hey, that team was really close. I'm just going to go pick up another Super Bowl, and then yeah, why not? You know, I, that's Tom Brady. The Tom Brady effect. He's able to do it though. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, why wouldn't they? I mean, because you think of, I don't know, is J- Jimmy G still in the contract next year? I think he is done this year. He's done, right? Yeah, because they they've been trying to. Get rid of him for yeah, three years, right? And then Trey, and, is, and then what's Trey coming off of? ACL? What did he do? Because he's out for the year. What did he do? Yeah, he did. I thought this was an ankle, ankle, I severe thought, ankle, broke his ankle so. or something, right? So is he going to be the same type of guy? Right? There was already a lot of naysayers around who he was. Yeah, they don't even know what he as is a, yet. as a as a quarterback, right? So why not delay his? Thing one more what about year, Brock Purdy right? Now? Yeah, what if Brock Purdy right, takes right. him to the Super Bowl. Man, yeah, you Tom all day. I, I get you, Brock, but uh, I'm rocking with Tom. I mean, it's just you, Brock. That's just what you do. No, I know. He's I mean, third that's... string again. And so if Tom falls off and then Trey's not ready, you step back in and you save him again. <laughs> you're, you're back in the. He's Mister in... Irrelevant. He has no leverage. <laughs> you're in the Jimmy D role. <laughs> yeah, of, yeah. If we need you, we'll call you, and we typically need you. And being Mister Irrelevant, he's happy for that role. Yeah, and I, I get to true. learn from Tom. Yeah. He he would be all in for that. So, so that's what it would be then. You'd go Brady, you'd go Brady, Lance, and Purdy. Like, is Purdy on your practice squad? What if, seriously, what if they get to the NFC Championship this year? You can't. Yeah, you can. 
Man. It's Tom Brady. You can do anything you want to do. Maybe get rid of Trey Lance or put him down. But you just got you. Yeah, you you're just not, took you, him too high. Yeah, yeah. You're not putting him down. A weird practice spot. Squad. No. Yeah, no, well, you can't. Not, Somebody not, will take. Yeah, it. it's not a weird spot to be in. Huh. It's a great spot. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I don't think anybody, unless somebody's going to try to pick up Purdy off well, your practice squad. We don't squad. know his story yet, yeah, right? I, I mean, know, if, right, if they yeah. win a couple playoff yeah, games. Yeah, he could then. be uh, Matt Flynn. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. Like that type of story, potentially, where somebody wants to pay him or pick him up. And then draft Russell Wilson and just start yeah, him. Right. The, uh, the 2022 <laughs> college football playoff semifinal is coming to State Farm Stadium December 31st. It features the Michigan Wolverines at number two and the TCU Horned Frogs at number three. They'll square off for the first time ever in the Verbo Fiesta Bowl. So head to the contest page now on ArizonaSports.com for your chance to win a pair of tickets. When we come back, the name has been brought up quite a few times and linked to the Arizona Cardinals. Cardinals still have a coach, but if they make a change, how realistic would Sean Payton be as an option? We'll get into that next. It's Wolf and Luke, Lorenzo Alexander, in for Wolf on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. you are just joining us, you probably heard it through uh, updates or whatever throughout the day if you've been listening, but um, there's another weird twist with the, uh, the Cardinals that I feel like we should at least get into here before we get into the Sean Payton aspect of things. So, Sean Coogler... <laughs> So many twists and turns this year, though. Sean Kugler and his attorney put out a statement earlier that said, this is is the attorney's statement, quote, the allegations against Coach Kugler are simply untrue and have caused Sean, his wife, and family enormous personal and professional damage. Coach and his family have been desperate to understand from the Cardinals front office and others what rationale or evidence was used to terminate him for cause, unquote. Okay, so that was the attorney. This is uh, Sean Kugler. Quote, respecting women is a core value for me and something I have instilled in my children and the players that I coach. The mysterious allegations by the Cardinals are untrue, and I want to clear my name. Be it a miscommunication or mistaken identity, my family and I will cooperate fully and honestly with the NFL, Cardinals, or any other agency to get the truth in this matter and restore my reputation. There are incredible people that work in the game from league level to my players, fellow coaches, and incredible support staff. I simply want to get back to doing what I love and would like my family to have peace, unquote. So that's Sean Kugler and his attorney. Obviously, they have their side of it, but... This story now is not, okay, Sean Coogler, he got fired, he feels like he messed up and he's going away. That's right. that's not. No. No. So and he has every right to do that if he feels like he's been uh, wrongfully accused. Um, he has the opportunity to go through the process and uh, clear his name and, and, and move forward. I mean, because when you have something like that attached to your name, especially in the culture that we're in right now, I mean, that could be death. I mean, as far as you being able to, to his point, be able to do something that you love and passionate about doing as far as coaching and being around people and their families, right? And so yeah. if you have some type of allegation about sexually assaulting or touching uh, somebody inappropriately if I'm a coach right I don't I don't want you people are going to trust you around around my people right I don't want to hire you and so um, um, great I'm glad he's doing it if that's if that's what he the way he feels to clear his name as well as all of the people that have to deal with this being tagged to his name to his to his point his family his 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 kids obviously with social media everybody's touchable at this point so you can send anybody any message if you can find them and so um Hopefully, obviously, the truth comes out and able to move forward from then. I, I, 
kind of one when you was reading it again. When 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 was the um, this happened the Saturday or the Sunday before the Monday night game? Yeah, so the, they let him go. I think it was November twenty first. It was it was when they were in Mexico City. He flew back. So the game against San Francisco was the twenty first. So I think he flew back right. to the U.S. So on it's the been about a month. Yeah. Okay, so just trying to figure out the process. Sometimes you try to figure out why did it take so long. Well, yeah, because up, right? up until today, there wasn't really a, a story of any sort of pushback. It was just kind of like, oh, okay, that guy must have just disappeared. Right, you know? right. Yeah. So maybe just trying to get his, his ducks in order to make sure that it, it came across the most professional way so to, to vindicate his name or to, to, to clear his name. Because, I mean, I know if that happened to me immediately, right, I'm holding print. Nope, I don't think this is right. And yeah, let's like, move forward, right? But maybe he had time to think and, and figured it out, and now he's going through the process. Uh, people are making all sorts of connections out there. I'm sure a lot of them are, uh, who knows? <laughs> who knows what is right or wrong? But this is the Cardinals' uh, response to it. We reached out to them earlier, and they said, quote, as an ongoing legal matter, we're going to refrain from comment other than to say that the team is confident the process will result in a much different set of facts than those presented today, and that it had good cause to terminate Mr. Kugler's employment, unquote. So now it just gets really legal and uh, and messy but so it is it is one it was already one more thing uh that that is just ridiculous that has happened in this ridiculous season and now there seems to be a twist to it or at least the twist of you know a day ago you would have thought oh, that story's basically over in terms yeah, of the right. cardinals yeah, and yeah, now yeah. it's like no kugler didn't do that so you have all that going on now what we were going to talk about here and we still have time to get into a little bit sean payton is the name that most i would say fans of most teams that don't have their um they don't have a whole lot of confidence in their coach are hoping they get Sean Payton this offseason. And so he's kind of been, whether it's intentional or not, doing the uh, media tour. And everywhere he goes, he gets asked, hey, you know, what are you looking for in a, in a new team? Because he's going to get the pick. So here he was on uh, Ryan Rosillo's podcast earlier this week. It's going to be a lot more dependent on the leadership in the front office and, and the ownership. Uh, because there are some, there are some of those jobs where – I don't care who your quarterback is. Like it's if we're looking at past performance and we're trying to predict future achievement, you know, there, there's some of these places that have just been dysfunctional and it, and it hasn't been a head coach issue. It's been more of an ownership issue. Yeah. Yeah. So I think about Cleveland, Jacksonville, (laughs) right? Those type of organizations that that typically have a lot of turmoil, no matter how good their quarterback or uh, the team is. They just can't create any any consistency. Like top to bottom culture that's not what – if you have your choice, if you're a young coach and it's like, I got to take whatever coach I can get, you're going. Yeah. If you're Sean Payton, you don't have to go. No, there. no, you're going to pick the most advantageous spot where you have the best relationship and the most trust with the owner who's going to allow you to do things the way you think is think is the right way to proceed from a football sense. This right? is this is where I am with the with the, the Kingsbury stuff. Is like I get everybody wants them fired. You better have. A li- you better have like a surefire if we're if we're moving on from Cliff because I don't think Cliff is all the problem. He obviously hasn't been yeah, the answer, right? But 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 I don't. Th- <laughs> there's this thought of like well, we get rid of Cliff, we'll be fine next year. Uh, okay, <laughs> I don't well, know. Well, that's Michael would want everything. that too because Cliff's contract is guaranteed. So whoever he goes to pay to next, he wants them to be surefired. Yeah, because so, he want to get his be. money. He'll be paying more and more. So and more yes, not to lose. <laughs> yeah. Right? Uh, you know, owners for the most part don't don't mind spending money if they're gonna win. Yeah, well, right? that's. 
Yeah. They don't like losing. And so you got, uh, man, we losing. I'm paying, man. I'm not doing this. I'm going to stay in this. So unless. Paying like, three coaches to lose. Right. So like to your point, unless you know you're going to bring somebody in here that has some pedigree to them and that's going to, that you can almost, Sean Payton is going to win games. You yeah. Know, maybe, that's, that to me is a right? no brainer. If you can get Sean Payton, Payton he's going to win. He's going to yeah. win games. And so, um, but you, to your point, you just don't want to, let's just switch it out and see what happens because this is so bad. And you don't, owners don't think like that. We're here again in three years and we're right. all like, well, I guess let's switch it out. Yeah. Or might, nah. Maybe we're here at the end of nah. next year being like, hey, let's switch it out again. If you can get Peyton, but getting Peyton is not, hey, six teams are firing their coaches. Let's fire ours and then cross our fingers that we get Sean Peyton. You know what I mean? That's that's why when he says specifically what he's looking for. Yeah. And that's part. I mean, unless they're talking back backdoor channels, which they do because they all know each other. So that's the only way that you would. You know, as a Cardinals organization would would let Cliff go because you, to your point, you don't want to roll the dice and you don't really know. Yeah, and then you're right? hiring that's, whoever that's Texas what, Tech's coach yeah, is that's now. People, people don't do that, right? Especially if you're not sure and you just signed a guy. I'm, I'm, let me just roll, get rid of him and roll the dice. Maybe he'll come <laughs> and pick us, right? Unless you really know, then okay, all right, we 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 uh, got a ninety percent chance that he's coming here unless something crazy happens and yeah. somebody does a, a a Raiders deal, right? And it's ten years, a hundred million, and you get ownership of the team. Somebody right? meets him at yeah. the airport yeah, when he's yeah. driving out to the right. facility. Yeah, something like that. Him, yeah. But uh, yeah, to 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 that point is is. It definitely will be calculated and strategic if it if it does get to that point. Uh, one more from Sean Payton. I'm with Ryan Rosillo in terms of how important the actual quarterback on his new team will be. I read some of these things where this is what he has to, and it's like it's nonsense. It, the quarterback is is important, but the functionality from front office to ownership is everything. And, and so it won't be because a club is not in position with the current. Uh, franchise quarterback. I mean, that, that those jobs don't come open. I mean, if, if the quarterback's a franchise player, they're probably winning. So, I mean, the Cardinals. <laughs> Did you, I just, I just caught that again. He, he just, I just heard that. He said, if the quarterback is a franchise player, they're probably you're winning. probably winning, yeah. right? So, I mean, so when you look at our situation, what, what, what do you think his perspective <laughs> is on on our it's quarterback a, situation it's here a in the Valley? Statement, right? Of right. Like, well, if he were a franchise quarterback, you wouldn't need me because right. you'd already be winning, right? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it's just, it's just interesting. What does that mean for Kyler, right? When you having those conversations. If if that was let's say that was the case for Sean, you know what does that look like? If he's like, man, I don't know what I think about Kyler, right? Is that like even a non-starter because all the money that you have invested in him? Or I mean, it could the, the reason that the Chargers and Cardinals keep kind of getting linked is they they are like two teams that maybe should be better than they are this yeah. season. Now the Chargers have started winning, but so it's like if you're Sean Payton and all of a sudden Brandon Staley's out and you can go ch- coach Justin Herbert and build that team, yeah, that would yeah. be a pretty appealing job. Maybe it's the same way with the Cardinals. I mean, before the season, it was supposed to be he's going to be Dallas' next coach, but right. the Cowboys are, are you know winning some games. Well, as of right now, we already I already That's told true. you. I already before told you it was going to happen, right? <laughs> Jaguars are going to beat them, and and I hope hopefully Jason is losing, and because misery is coming, buddy, it is coming for you, Dallas. Well, I'm going four straight losses. Well, then Sean Payton will be their coach. <laughs> uh, text us your thoughts to the FanDuel text line at six twenty six twenty right now. We come back. The Suns fresh off their win. Well, they get the Pelicans tomorrow again with the Pelicans. What do we want to see out of Phoenix? We'll get into that next. It's Wolf and Luke, Lorenzo Alexander in for Wolf on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. 
Wolf and Luke, Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Get into basketball as we uh, we're going to do here, talking about the Suns rematch with the New Orleans Pelicans, part four already. So we're like a third of the way through the season, and they're about to be uh, done with games against New Orleans. But a couple uh, NFL things to to move along. First of all, it sounds like everybody's saying Odell Beckham is going to sign with the Cowboys. I think I saw a quote from Jerry Jones that said we're going to bring Odell in. I, that's not like an official thing, but right. everybody's reporting it. So his knee is good then, according to the doctors now. Yeah, even though like a week ago they were like, yeah, we don't trust him, so who knows, <laughs> right. uh, whatever. Maybe it was, uh, who knows. Yep, <laughs> yep, trying to devalue, or devalue him, that's yeah. all that was. And then uh, this is Nathaniel Hackett talking about which quarterback the Cardinals are going to face on Sunday. Uh, Russell Wilson has passed the concussion protocol. Uh, with that being said, as an organization, we've decided to give him another week to get ready, and he'll so he's ready to go for the Los Angeles Rams. Uh, Russ is uh, one of our ultimate competitors in this game. He's unbelievable. Uh, we informed him of the decision. He's not happy with it. He wants to be out there and play. He's very very uh, competitive as we all know and wants to compete for this team and be out there and we as an organization after discussing and talking throughout this entire week have decided it's best for our organization uh, it's best for uh, Russell and we talked about this from top all the way to the bottom so we do, we looked at every single thing and just want to give him another week to get ready we're very confident in Rip very excited about Rip and this opportunity to go against the Arizona Cardinals uh, Russell Wilson has passed all right. Well, it sounded like <laughs> this is what I gathered from that. So um, he could have said that in 10 seconds, not 50. And Russell Wilson is a competitive competitor who wants to compete. That's I, I pieced that together there in the middle. Of yeah, that. I like that. I like that. I forgot what that's called when you use when you repeat the same C- thing over and over. and all that. Oh, you know, the alliteration. That alliteration. Yeah. There you go. I don't know if alliteration counts when it's the same <laughs> word. <laughs> I, I don't know the ruling on that. A, ket- a con- uh, competitive competitor that likes to compete. Yeah, that's, no, that's yeah. basically it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I, I can see that, right? You got to build your guy up, right? Yeah. Especially when guys don't think he's been doing. Or living up in which he hasn't to who Russell Wilson is and has been in the past as far as a football player. Um, and now you can technically play, but you're not going to play. And so you got to let people know that he wants to, but this is a organizational, uh, decision as far as keeping him on the sideline, which, by the way, I think it's the correct one. I was even, you know, kind of riding over here listening to, the, you know, whether or not he was going to play or not. I'm like, nah, what, what, what are you playing for? You're not developing him. Right? There's no playoff. No. If anything, right? you're making him worse. And it, yeah, you're making him worse. And, and plus, he had a concussion, right? Um, and we all saw it, and it was just a few days ago. E- exactly. And so you do not want to put a guy... And the guys, you have to protect them from themselves because every day of the week, I'm going to say, yeah, I'm, I'm ready to go because I want to be out there for my guys. And so you have to protect guys from themselves. You know, I'm, I was even thinking, man, you know, well, if they was going for the playoffs or the Super Bowl, yeah, maybe, but not even then, right? Because you're thinking about brain health and longevity. So you always want to err on the side of caution because we really can't see the brain healing, uh, or can't even really feel it or communicate it like an ankle. Yeah, I can get out there. My ankle is 75, 80%, but I can feel it that it still hurts, right? Can't really feel if your brain 
is still injured, yeah, right? I mean, okay, yeah, until yeah. you get, and you, you don't want that, no. right? We've and that's seen, what happened with Tua. Right, we've seen what that looks like. So it's definitely a smart decision. He didn't have to go all, you know, but that's probably just his personality and what he's trying to do for and, his and quarterback. And probably the season he's had right, this year where right. he feels like he has to justify just his justifications. Right, yeah. yeah. So, but that's just, it's part of it. It's not surprising, um, especially understanding that he's going to, Russ is going to be there moving forward, and you don't want to put a guy in any worse of a situation or add on to the adversity that your team and the individuals already had to sustain this year. Uh, over to basketball because we uh, we don't have like a game day with K Ray today because the Suns don't play today, but they do play tomorrow and they play the team that right now, Zoe, I'm most interested to see how they fare against, and that's New Orleans, and it's at Footprint Center tomorrow mm. at seven o'clock. I mean, look, Golden State, all the respect to them, you, you still have to consider them a, if not the favorite, one of the two favorites to come out of the West. Right? They're, they're always right there. Steph's hurt, but it sounds like it's only going to be a few weeks and not going to be months. Right. Yeah. So, so set Golden State aside because they always make that run. But if you're looking at other teams in the Western Conference, you told me I had to pick who's coming out of the West right now. You'd have to make a real compelling argument for me to not take New Orleans. And at the start of the season, for me, it was Suns, Pelicans, Warriors, one of those three. And mm. it could still be any of those three. But New Orleans is rolling, and the Suns owe them some payback, quite honestly. Yeah, is, is Ingram playing in the game, or is he still out? Ingram, I think he is questionable for that one. I'll, I'll check on that. But, it, uh, it, you know, it, it would be great to be able to see, right, Zion, Ingram, and that crew run, running against the Suns best, right? And you talk about yeah. starting to feel better, right? And that's not necessarily if they win or lose a game, but just the way it looks going up, up against what Zion has been doing. I would want Ken Johnson and D.A. back for that game, but yes. Yeah, yeah, of course. Is D.A. Is DA playing tomorrow? Is his ankle still? Uh, who knows? They don't have to make a ruling on that until until tomorrow, so they're not going to. Brandon Ingram is out for at least another week. Oh, is he really? Uh, wow, the athletic okay. report. Okay. Okay, so... Obviously, I want to watch the game. Obviously, we want to see the Suns get back and beat them after losing twice and Zion putting up 35. So it'd be nice to see him not put up 35. Uh, of course, he's going to get about 20 or so just because of who he is. Yeah. But not dominate the game the way he did um, from a physical standpoint, a presence, which trying to mitigate that a little bit and just see the Suns continue, especially Book, CP, being more efficient, getting back into that groove that we've seen this team be in. Um, obviously, with... Um, uh, Bridges having the game that he just had, right? Having a let's build on that. Let's have another another good shooting night. Yeah, and and, and put yourselves in a way to to, to win because they. I mean, they lost in overtime last game, and I don't think Book played. No, and that that's the thing that that of the five game losing streak, that was the only one that was kind of encouraging because Booker wasn't playing. They had just lost to New Orleans what two days earlier, and came out and delivered a really good effort, like right. legitimately just effort. Like they were kind of just grinding through that and were able to to um you know to make it close and get it to overtime. I you know if you lose the game tomorrow, it's not the end of your season, obviously, but it would be nice to beat New Orleans. I hear what you're saying at full strength. Like I'd like to see the Suns at full strength and New Orleans at full strength. That we're yeah, not yeah, going yeah. to see that. To the playoffs, but it'd be nice to beat them with Zion because Zion seems to have a chip on his shoulder against the Suns for a playoff series he wasn't even involved in last year, and they have not faced Zion very much. Right. It's five times now in his career he's played against the Suns. Two of them yeah. were last weekend, which makes sense. You know, if you're a guy of Zion's elk and his ability, and you're sitting on the sideline watching it, and it, is that the game? Somebody, I was kind of over here because obviously Zion had to dunk, right? Yep, but then they showed a, Friday, yeah. a dunk of Mikael when they beat them, right? And he said, "Oh man, y'all gonna act like that when." 
the best players on the sideline in his mind, right? Yeah. All right, wait, wait till I get out there. So, yeah, yeah he should have a chip. <laughs> no, he, that's yeah. fine. The whole Willie Green thing, but I'm just saying, like that's that to me is is the team that if you if you're watching the Suns closely, and, and again it's tough. It goes back to your earlier point about the NBA right now. When do you ever see two teams at full strength playing each other? Yeah, but it would be really nice to see the Suns at full strength play the Pelicans at full strength. Now, now to kind of get a barometer on where kind of like how do you fit what's the matchup look like yeah because they're going to play each other in the playoffs unless unless one of them just dramatically underachieves uh, and I guess it would be in the first round because they would probably play each other in the second or, or maybe even the third alright uh, coming up next we're going to recap the entire week with the work week wrap up it's Wolf and Luke Lorenzo Alexander in for Wolf on Arizona Sports the local sports leader Wolf and Luke Middays, Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. All right, it's Friday. It's time for the work week wrap-up to get out of here for the weekend. We will, of course, start, as it would make sense, on Monday. Monday. Monday, we've got uh, ASU hiring former Saguaro head coach Jason Mons as his tight end coach. And he led Saguaro to seven state titles in 11 seasons as head coach. So ASU continues with Kenny Dillingham to go out there and get guys with uh, with ties to Arizona. We also had venture capitalists with ties to tech mogul Peter Thiel reportedly submitting a bid worth $3 billion to buy the Suns and Mercury. So that's kind of just been hanging out there all season. Who's actually going to buy the Suns and Mercury? Oh, wow. So I like it. like it. I mean, that's obviously a lot of money. But to the Kenny uh, Dillingham joint, uh, I was at Cal, started recruiting at home, went from 1-11 and 11 to 10-2, and two, number five in the country. It matters when you're able to recruit, recruit great talent at home. How long did that take? No, I was a freshman to my senior year, so four-year process. So not that long, No, really. not, not long at all. Huh, okay. That's good to hear. Yeah. Makes you feel a little bit better. Aaron Rodgers and Marshawn Lynch helped a little bit. Okay, well, what about Lorenzo Alexander's? Uh, we had Burrow Tollers. We had Definitely uh, Lorenzo Alexander. Brandon well. Meebanes. We had J.J. Arrington's. I mean, it's just more than just three. And Aaron wasn't Aaron. All right, he was good. Marshawn wasn't Marshawn. He was actually a freshman that year. So, man, just chill out, Jesse, man. Let me <laughs> talk about when we recruited from home, man. I'm from the Bay. I remember J.J. Arrington carving up ASU. He yeah, was, yeah, that whole year, man. He had 2,000 yards that year. Well, that makes me feel good because that, to me, is ASU had to do something different than what they had been doing. Not They don't have to revolutionize the sport of college football, but I like Kenny Dillingham's plan of what he keeps calling to activate Arizona. Like, right. get your, your in-town, your uh, in-state yep. talent. Do yeah, it. Yeah, recruit them, coach them up, develop them, and you'll have a, a pretty good result out there. Now, this is me delaying the inevitable of what happened on Monday. Monday Night Football, Cardinals lose to the Patriots 27-13, but the biggest story of the game was just three plays in. Kyler Murray goes down. Here's Cliff Kingsbury afterwards. Doesn't look good, but um, we'll know more in the morning. That really could summarize the entire season right yeah. there. Yeah, definitely unfortunate for Kyler and what happened with the ACL. Um, hopefully he takes this as an opportunity obviously to heal up and, and attack this thing wholeheartedly, which I know he will do, but also take a step back um, and kind of reflect and grow from a from a just a personal standpoint, and come back with a renewed sense of, of purpose as far as becoming the best quarterback and, and doing whatever it takes to be able to achieve that, you know, and overcome this this knee this knee injury that some people say is going to slow him down from a from a mobility standpoint. So let's develop the other part of your game and, and be great. 
Uh, also on Monday, kind of got lost in the shuffle, understandably, but ASU men's basketball beat Creighton. Nunez inbounds it. It's caught by Devin Cambridge, and now it is final. The Sun Devils survive another thriller and beat Creighton 73-71. to ASU has now won eight in a row. They are 10-1 and on the year. All right, on to Tuesday. Tuesday. Cliff Kingsbury joined this show to talk about the Kyler Murray injury. It's a torn ACL. Um, found that out uh, this morning, and uh, so he'll be done for the remainder of the season. Uh, everything you just said, Zoe, applies now going forward, and then there's also just the unknown. Are you going to have Kyler Murray for week one? Is he going to heal faster than it typically uh, works with ACLs? Is because he's a mobile guy, is it going to take longer before he's Kyler Murray? Will, will he be Kyler Murray next year at all, right? He might be out there, but not be full-strength uh, Kyler Murray or not feel like yeah, full-strength. Yeah, and, I, and obviously I don't have any context with the, an ACL, and, and I know the, the advancements have come a long way, and we see guys bounce back from it that play the quarterback position. So he may have to uh, adapt his game a little bit for that first, you know, I don't know, say year, but whatever those four or five games before he starts feeling healthy and confident in me scrambling, and then add that to him. So again, it may be something that helps him out to become a better all-around quarterback. We'll see. Uh, also on Tuesday, Argentina advancing to the World Cup final with a 3-1 win over Croatia. Actually, ASU, this uh, got this email the other day. ASU's hosting a free World Cup finals watch party on Sunday inside Sun Devil Stadium. The event's free. Advanced registration required. Visit ASU365communityunion.com to register. So we've got Argentina in the World Cup. And then that night, Zoe, we have the Suns losing to the Rockets the second time in 12 days. Behind the green, beyond the arc, he penetrates, lost a hand. Saves it in at the baseline out for Porter. A long three as the shot clock expires. Off the rim, no good. Craig lost it after getting it off the glass and a lob down low and a jam for Kenyon Martin Jr. (laughs) Tim Kempton's tone of voice right there really summed up that game. They just could not hit a shot on Tuesday. That's crazy. I actually feel pretty old. Is that Kenyon Martin's son, Jr.? Yeah. My gosh. In the league? Man, I watched his dad play. Yeah. So I I guess I'm getting kind of old if his son is playing in the league now. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Wasn't the point of the highlights, but there you go. Uh, also on Tuesday, Coyotes see their two-game winning streak end. They lose to the Sharks 3-2 on to Wednesday. Wednesday. Wednesday, U of A gets their sanctions for uh, for their level one violations. They're basically nothing. A $5,000 fine essentially, and like Sean Miller got nothing at all. Uh, Cliff Kingsbury with more injury news. Just that he had surgery today. That's all I know, and he'll be out this week. Yeah, that's Zach Allen. I hate to see Zach Allen not playing at least at least this week. Though. Yeah, I mean, what, what did he do? I kind of did something to his hand at some point in the game. Oh, so he, so he's out for a couple of weeks. And well, he's going to probably come back and finish, or he's done done. He's not done done. He had surgery on his hand. All they've said so far is he's just out this week. He definitely okay. Yeah, It'll be so. interesting to see because I really like his progression and what he was doing. Obviously, being one of the better defensive players all year, consistent, um, especially after we saw what he was last year. Really took a big step this year, being with Jay. Jay's uh, right-hand man and being in his pocket every day has, has been good to see. Yeah, he is He is the guy that uh, has been doing what you said you should do if you're a young yeah. defender on this team. He just follows J.J. Watt everywhere. It works.
Uh, hard Knocks on Wednesday night. There was there was actually some, I thought they did a pretty good job, all things considered. Uh, but the, the storyline with DeAndre Hopkins and Hop's mom and Hop's sister at the game describing the game to Hop's mom. And unfortunately, it's a game that hinged on a DeAndre Hopkins fumble. Uh, yeah, there we go. Yeah, but- Sisters, not sugarcoating it at all. For oh mom. yeah, yeah, yeah. Siblings and um, all that—they always give it to you raw, <laughs> right? One hundred. But what I love is though, you know, Mama's love. After that happens, she like, man, they're not even getting the ball back to let my yeah. son redeem himself. Man, what y'all doing? <laughs> give him the ball so he can redeem himself. I love that part. Yeah, of it. that's she's that, rocking that's, with her son, which I just love because my mom was the same way. Yeah, no, she was. Yeah. She was like, no matter what, I don't care if he fumbled yeah, and whatever. Man, let him redeem himself. Get the ball back. What y'all doing? Throw it to him. Uh, on to Thursday. 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 Here's Ian Rappaport. For Kime, obviously, as as part of this, received an extension before the season. Remains to be seen when he will be back with the team. Future certainly in doubt there. We will see up in the air. I would say we'll see when and if he ends up coming back. The Niners beat the Seahawks, and the Suns get a win over the Clippers. It's never easy, you know, but a win is a win. It's hard to get wins in this league. I'm happy we, uh, we got a win after this road trip, so I'll keep, try to keep this train moving. And then on to Friday. Friday. Friday today, Russell Wilson has been ruled out by the Broncos. That's where we are. So thanks for stopping by for four hours, man. Yeah, I love it. Always enjoy it. I know Wolf is in here, but uh, you're you're definitely pretty good to hang out with, too. Better definitely. than Paul? Yeah, I was, about to, I was about to kill Paul myself. <laughs> Going to hit that thing for him. <laughs> You All gotta right. be ready, Jesse. What you doing? Oh, he doesn't have the. Oh. Trust me, we will run that sounder into the ground in the future. Don't worry. Paul, you're dumb. <laughs> yeah, Paul, you're dumb. <laughs> All right. Thanks to Jesse Morrison, Lauren Covo behind the glass for Lorenzo Alexander. I'm Luke Lipinski. We got Burns and Gambo next, right here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader.